You should be reading I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons, a witty and humorous memoir and brainy essay penned by Autumn Simmons from her early life, pop culture, religion, feminism, race, and relationships. I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons is available via Barnes and Noble and worldwide for ebooks and beyond. Enjoy I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons. extra <laughs> Narls Barkley CeeLo moment yes I did okay so um <laughs> it's Autumn Simmons host and producer of the comedy podcast Quirk of the Day and I am deliriously presently but nonetheless as long as it's entertaining is all that matters I have a really interesting show for you next episode of Quirk of the Day we're in episode seven but when I recorded this one I I said it was episode six. I'm going to edit around that, but have a very interesting show. I'm going to have to introduce it because uh, it has to be introduced because it was all over the place. And I had a chance to speak with some friends who are restauranteurs. They're entrepreneurs in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. I had a chance to speak with the lovely Judy, Judy Sosala, y su esposo se llama Roberto on quirk of the day we had a great conversation very unorthodox very weird unstructured (laughs) no formula just like go with it we didn't really prep for it though i wrote some things down but i don't know robert is interesting he always says stuff that's off the wall it's often funny and uh you hear judy in the background a bit but the restaurant that they own, Sassons, off of 10th and Spring Garden, which I've been speaking about a bit on Quirk of the Day, is fabulous. They serve authentic, traditional Venezuelan cuisine that is bomb diggity. You don't know now. You don't know now. So check them out on 10th and Spring Garden. And of course, they got all the reviews. Check out Yelp. So if you want to know what people are saying, what they're, people are like, food is good. Okay. And they're always getting plugged on local abc now because it's summertime judy is promoting her famous judy juicy pops so pop 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 lock check them out and have some dinner have like lunch and dinner they're open now i believe i thought initially it was like wednesday through sunday but they had to change their their time schedule due to the pandemic damn it so now they're open from Friday to Sunday. So check them out when you get a chance. Fly into Philadelphia, but don't forget your damn mask and wash your fucking hands. Those aren't my words, just someone else's words. But hey, I, I um incorporate. <laughs> Appreciate incorporate nonetheless. But I just want to introduce this as I'm thinking about a proper, a proper, a proper intro for Quirk of the Day. I don't have a freaking intro. 
So, for those who are listening to me, I'm making friends along the way. I mean that figuratively when I say that. But nonetheless, we're growing, we're expanding. I'm very excited about that. And I do not speak with the UK infliction, but I just like to have fun with it a lot and just do like extra things. I have many ways of speaking nonetheless. Shoot over to the official website, thequirkchronicles.com and be on the lookout for my forthcoming narrative, the memoir essay, I quirky girl, a quirky girl, and a fragrance in the work that might likely be dropping later on. I thought maybe October, but it's going to be later in October, but I've got samples. I've got samples. Um, I'm going to have Judy um, sample quirky girl and a former, let's see, my former performing coach also one, as I mentioned, the recent Name That Song and Artist contest with, <laughs> she figured out that the song Lover and Friends was by Usher, Little John, and Ludacris. I was like, wow, I can't believe she figured it out. She said, I know a little bit about Little John and Usher. I'm like, okay, you won, you won fair and square. So she's got three sample fragrances of Quirky Girl coming to her shortly, and you could be next. You you don't have to be a lady, but many of the men who listen to Quirk of the Day, I'm noticing, according to the stats, I took a peek, peek, yes, many of you are dudes. <laughs> like over a 60% listening audience consists of male listeners. I have no problem with because most of you are committed. Y'all have girlfriends or y'all have side chicks. You got somebody in the bed with you. So nonetheless, you can buy and purchase Quirky girl for the beautiful, wonderful ladies in your life. Because of course you want them to smell good when they're lying next to you and fondling you and warming you up in the middle of the night and what are the things that lovers do. Of course, you want her to smell nice. You want her to smell clean. You want her to smell like springtime. More than a fling, of course you want that. I'm here to provide that for you. To keep your relationship on par. Not that you need it, but... Who could turn down a little extra? And uh, give you some more handles before I do. Hit me up on the Quirk Crony. One. That's on Twitter. Follow. And also I'm on Facebook. Philly Quirky Girl. You can find me on YouTube. The Quirk Chronicles. You can like and share. But before you do that, subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube. I'm on Starable backslash the Quirk Chronicles. We are on Podchaser. We're almost, I think we're on Podknife now. Podknife. Yes, Podknife. All these podcasting networks where you can plug in and find out who is on the pod quirk 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 whistle while you quirk i can't whistle so i can quirk but okay i'm out enjoy and i'll be back back maybe i will twerk maybe i will twerk twerk welcome to quirk of the day roberto judy how are you we're you good. We are doing so good. How are you? How are you doing somewhere in Latin America? Yeah, I'm doing great in Latin America. When I talked to you two earlier today, you told me that it was raining in Philly, and it was raining here because it's rainy season here, so we get rain regularly since, uh, like, May. It's been raining more most days, okay. most days, but yeah. it's, it's gorgeous tropical rain, though. Yeah, yeah. All right, don't rub it in, Jesus. No, I'm not trying to rub it in. You're now, rubbing it in. Is this your first time on Zoom? I just told you that. Yes, yeah, I'm a Zoom virgin. No okay. longer. 
Okay. It's my first time. All right. Zoom, zoom. So I'm doing my intro real fast. I've decided to title this episode Zebra Stripes and Polka Dots, and you'll see why. So we've got Robert and Judy. They are a fabulous married couple. I've known Judy and Robert for like years since I was like a spring chicken before I had my little guy who's not so little anymore. I knew them before they had a restaurant. They have successfully operated their own restaurant in Philadelphia off of 10th and Spring Garden. The name of the restaurant is Sasson. So if you are in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, check out Sasson's is a well-received, well-reviewed, authentic Venezuelan restaurant in the heart of Philadelphia, right next to, very close to JFK Boulevard. So welcome to the program, Robert and Judy. How are you? Oh, we're doing good. Yeah. We're doing great. <laughs> so I know, I know your time is really valuable because there's so much that both of you are doing on a day-to-day -day basis with everything. And both of you have been in business for like 16 years as entrepreneurs running Sats Homes. I'm glad that you took time out of your busy schedule to be with me today. But this is a comedy podcast. You have to talk shit and be funny and it's explicit yeah. so that no you problem. can say anything because you are so oh, unfiltered. Wow. You're so unfiltered. You're like, you give it to I me all the time. I finally get permission, huh? You get permission. Usually, usually people try to stifle me. They try to like, you know, filter me they warn their friends <laughs> and family before they introduce me to them because they're scared like oh shit what's he gonna say like when they say don't talk about politics and religion it's usually the first things i call i talk about just not to be an egomaniac but i like you know i like to enter a room because mm -hmm. i grew up as like a really shy kid mm -hmm. but i like to enter a room and figure out who the hell are the um the wimps and the little weasels and, and the people that have any confidence whatsoever and the interesting people as well very quickly so i tend to like go overboard kind of like borderline rude in your face kind of personality at times you know just to just to cut through all the bullshit all the you know the the niceties and the politically correct crap you know it's not me so robert Tell us about your zodiac sign. You know, I'm into astrology. So, what is your sun sign? Tell the quirk audience of quirk. The, of the, the only game. thing I know, the only thing I know is I'm a Pisces. I'm not into all that hippy dippy shit. I have no idea. Are you confused as a Pisces? Do you find am I confused? Yeah. Sexually? Are you, you no, no, I didn't say that. I just said. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, do you find that you are generally confused? But if you want to talk about sex, you're welcome to do that. We can do that as well. I mean, I think the older you get, the more confused you get. But at the same time, the more everything becomes clear. Okay. You know, so it's just kind of like you're always learning. You're always growing in life. If you're not, then there's something wrong with you. Get up off your fucking couch and do something with your life. You know, so I, I yeah, I don't know what you mean by that question. That's an open-ended question. Well, I just asked that question because with Pisces, remember my friend Rashid that you met years ago that I used to be friends with, was really cool with? He's a Pisces as well. And I just remember, I know all Pisces are not the same, but sometimes he and I would speak and sometimes he would be easily distracted because he always had like a series of things going on. And then he was, oh, oh yeah. Because I'm, I'm confused. Oh, yeah. I'm confused. Let me call you back. I'm confused oh, right now. No, I'm not confused. <laughs> I'm just, I think maybe we tend to be more creative and we always have, you know, I have a high strung, like very impulsive, like borderline demanding 
it, you know, it needs immediate response from, comes from nowhere wife. Okay. So like, you know, I'm in my dream world, my dream state, 90% of the time thinking about ideas, thinking about recipes, thinking about all kinds of shit. And Judy hits me with like an ice ball on the side of my temple from nowhere and just starts Judy being my wife and just go, you know, hits me with this crazy off camber question without an introduction to what she's actually asking. It's kind of like a pulp fiction film, except the whole premise changes every time. And what I mean by that is like, you're not getting the beginning of the story where it should be. It's somewhere in the middle. And then, you know, I don't know if that's a female thing or what, but I think it's pretty universal because my mother as Caucasian as she is, I mean, she's like a fifties mom, you know, from, from back in the day with iron skillet and she's does the same damn thing. They just female speak. You, you guys start in the middle of a sentence somewhere. And if there's female viewers, viewers, listeners out there, I don't apologize. That's, it's a reality. You know, they don't, they're not very <laughs> decisive in the way they speak sometimes. So she yep. hits me with this while I'm like dream, dream in a dream state, just going off and in my own little bubble world, you know, thinking about ideas, like I said, and boom. Judy is a Leo, and Leos, generally speaking, are rather decisive individuals, generally speaking. (laughs) No, but Leos are decisive. I know enough Leo women that I've met in my life. They're generally decisive women. (laughs) Decisive, but she doesn't explain, because she, but she's so decisive Uh that she doesn't take the time to actually verbally communicate it to him with me. You know okay. what I mean? First. And because she's a Latina, she's high speed. She just like, bah, 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 just rattles it off to you half the time. And it, it has a lot to do with her job too, because she's a chef and she's used to just trying to get things like a million things done a day. So, you know, she doesn't know how to like break out of that downshift. I have a question about the business and we're going to segue yeah. into some other things as well. How often do you shop for the restaurant? How often? Oh yes. my God. I'm, I'm what you call the shopping bitch at Sasson. <laughs> Judy called, she named me the shopping bitch because I'm like the little gopher. You know, we have over 16 years, we have people come in here and they're like, oh, look at the little bald white boy. So your wife is the chef. What do you do? I said, everything else to make her comfortable to make her job as tolerable as it can be, because it's very tough, her job, being a head chef at, at our own establishment, chef owner, um, mm-hmm. and working in a kitchen with mostly males. So it's, it's, it's kind of difficult. And with Latin males, and that's a fact that they're, it's tough. That they find it hard to take orders from females, but she's, she's a killer. She's alpha lioness, you know what I mean? Here's my second question. Um, okay. Cut you off. Okay. Okay. Well, you can answer that. How often do you shop? Like four times a week because okay. they run me around. They run me to death. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, it's not like a pizza shop where I get like cans of tomatoes and all that good. Yeah. We have to get avocados always fresh and ripe and yucca and sweet plantains and yeah, we're not in a tropical country, uh, you know, unlike somebody we're speaking to. <laughs> and, we're, and we're, you know, we have to buy things in Philadelphia, so it makes it very, very difficult. And our quality, our level of quality is extremely high. So that's, that's another factor. Well, here's my second question. Given that Judy is the boss, why are there not more females in the kitchen? Because she doesn't generally get along with females. I see. Okay. Um, she's, they get to be very catty, especially right. Latinas. And I don't care what anybody says. They say, oh my God, that's so prejudiced in this 
in this PC world we live in, and I'm not with the orange man, don't get me wrong. I think all women are catty. All women are catty. Even black women are catty in my my um, community. All women are catty. I've worked in environments with like mm-hmm. Caucasian women, black women, okay. all types of women. They're all catty. It's just yeah. some are more catty than others, depending on their personality. They're all bitchy and catty, and they're very competitive with one another. So, Well, I, I think this generation of guys are a bunch of sissy soy boys. They're bitch boys. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, they where, are bitch boys. I don't know where their, their balls mother just are. Got them soy from their directly <laughs> from like a, a plastic titty or something. I don't know no, what no. the hell's up. I, with I think shit. I think with the bitch boys that are going around, the fuck boy bitch boys, they should be compensating <laughs> dicks. The dicks need to fall off because they need pussies instead of dicks. And I don't understand Damn. why they have dicks and balls because they're so wow. bitchy. they're so bitchy. I, they need to get periods. They are very very bitchy. And, you know, just, I don't understand it either. I don't know if it's in the water. I don't know what's going on, if it's in the air, but too many, too many bitch boys. Well, well you, we, you go to the cafes in Philadelphia. Yeah, she, she likes to work with guys because, because of that reason. And, you know, there's too many, too many Latinas in the, when you work with them, they all want to be the chief. Nobody wants to be the Indian. You That's know? how so. it is in the black community. Everyone wants to be the, the chief in the black community. That's the same way. It's the same way. Mm. Let's talk about relationships because you say okay. some really interesting things about relationships that are hilarious. Years ago, let's go back to when I first met you. I used to Remember manage, yeah, I used to yeah. manage a woman's fitness center oh. and I, yes. I hired yes. Judy. She was a trainer. And I hired Judy there. I was a manager at Lucer yes. Roberts in Ben Salem. Yes. And that was the first time I met you two. And exactly. y'all, y'all had not opened a restaurant yet. Y'all were doing like That's fitness training. Yeah. And then you were also making bikes or something like that. And Judy yes. helped. I used to be a personal trainer. Yeah. Judy, Judy, Judy helped me get into great shape yes. that summer Remember for my, so my luau party. For my luau yes. party. Yeah. And it was like, it was great and it was phenomenal. And then you guys opened this restaurant, which was amazing. So the first time you yeah, opened your, yeah, your yeah, restaurant, yeah. Judy, you were like 36, 37? 38. 38. Okay, 38. Great abs cooking my ass off in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> and Robert, yes. Robert, how old were you when the restaurant opened? Because you're like three years younger than 34. Judy. Yeah, I'm three years younger, but everybody thinks I'm her sugar daddy. Yeah. This girl was made in a lab somewhere in Venezuela. She's like one of the one of the like lost X women, you know what I mean? Like X men. <laughs> She's a mutant. She's not normal. And again, you know, I could yeah, there's a you see a lot of like people that have great genetics, white, black, mixed, Asian, everything. But I, I see it more with mixed women that are racially mixed and you see, you see, they have like, like everything. Like you see white women, they have beautiful breasts, generally speaking. You, you see black women, they have amazing backs and very ripped arms and great booties. Everybody knows about their booties. And I appreciate their hair, even though, ooh, they have bad hair. Bullshit. You know what bad hair is? My hair, the shit that falls out of your head, you know? <laughs> I don't consider Afro. I don't consider Afro, especially natural women with like hair with, you know, like from the 70s. Good times, all that, going back with the natural big hair. I love it. But when you see women down there where she comes from in Venezuela, Brazil, Colombia, and you do you see it here in the United States too, because there's a lot of people mixing now. I mean, they're 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 
phenomenal, the beautiful, I mean, unbelievable. And then, then you have the mix of the cultures that makes them more interesting, makes them more worldly, more, you know, intelligent. I just, I've, I've always been about that. You know, I've never been about like women that look exactly like me. Just, I just think it's weird. So you're saying that in all your dating history prior to being married to Judy, that you've never dated a woman that looked remotely like you? I did in high school before I actually understood what I was really attracted to. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, like, you know, girls, because I'm naturally a, like a strawberry blonde redhead. I know it sounds a little gay when I say it like that, but <laughs> it's true. Like, you know, I had freckles as a kid. I have blue eyes. I'm, I'm one of the rarest human beings on the planet. How tall are um, you? So what's, what's your height? I'm 5'11", about 215. So, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm not your average white boy. I'm built like a brick shit house. So, and I'm a lot stronger than I look. So, hey. Physically hey. and mentally. Yeah, physically and mentally. <laughs> you know, I get, there's a lot of Neanderthal. Judy, Judy believes I have like high amount of Neanderthal DNA. So, I have a mix myself. I'm like six nationalities. What is your background ethnically, racially speaking? Are you... Are you technically Anglo-Saxon or is that too Shakespearean to say like you? Nah, I don't No, I don't consider myself Anglo-Saxon. I mean, Anglo-Saxon comes from like the, the it, originally England was, was conquered and taken over by the Germans. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't realize that. And then the English in that, that culture and that history did try to do the same shit. And they did to the Scottish and the Irish. So I have, my last name is Campbell. I have Scotch-Irish in me. Hopefully there's no English because I believe they're pretty damn fucking ugly people. Um, <laughs> besides having bad teeth, you know, the inbreeding there. Look at the royal family. I mean, come on now, right? But um, nothing against those hardworking English people. But usually the best looking ones are from another country. You know, like Catherine Zeta-Jones. Is she really English? I mean, she's Welsh. Yeah, she's Welsh, probably yeah. Greek. Who the hell knows what the hell she is? But then, you know, my, my grandfather, Campbell, was Scotch-Irish. Going back to the 1700s, his family was in this country, in the United States for since the 1700s. His wife was first-generation Lithuanian. And then on the other side, my mom, uh, my grandmother was French and German. Going back to the 1700s again, her family. And then my uh, grandfather was first-generation Slavic. Hmm. So I believe the Slavs originally came from, like, Greece. And then before that, possibly hundreds to close to a thousand years ago, came from Mongolia. Now, I hope somebody's listening. Correct me if I'm wrong, but because there's a lot of like Asiatic looking eyes in my family. It comes from my mother. It comes from my, my Slavic grandfather. And I'm the only one in my family who questioned my Slavic grandfather wasn't Caucasian. You know, like how Italians, Southern Italians in particular, are passably white. Right. I don't consider them Caucasian. I don't consider them white. I consider them Mediterranean. And my grandfather definitely didn't look white to me. So I always said to my grandma, I was very close with both of my grandmothers. I love them um, for their cooking, for their culture, for everything. It's very strong women. And I, I asked my, my mother's mother, uh, Rita, I said, Rita, you know, I'm going to call her Rita. I call her grandma. But I said, grandma, you know, what was it like for you to be in an interracial marriage? Let's talk about age in your relationship with in general and with Judy, Judy's the older woman, you're the younger man. What is that yeah. dynamic like? What's that? And I want to bring that up because with me being older, I'm 39 now. And it's crazy uh -huh. because I met you guys when I was 23. So I'm like, I'm almost 40. 
I'll be 40 on Halloween. I find the older I become biologically, I'm attracting a lot of younger men. They're not suitable mates for me because they're too immature, but they look at me and I look more youthful. I look younger than my age. And so the first thing that they're drawn to me is based on physicality. I don't get along well with younger men. I find many of them are not generally available emotionally and the way I prefer yeah. much older men. I've like learned that from my own personal experience. So how does your relationship work with Judy given that she's older by a few years, like three or four years or so, and you're younger? How does that dynamic work? Uh I don't think that's even a factor with us at all. It's like it's I mean when I met her, oh Jesus, I met her when she was what, 28 years old? 28 years old the girl looked like she was 20 i mean she you know and even like up until about five years ago she looked like she was 30 still she puts her hair in little braids and wears a cute little outfit because she's this tiny cute little thing she's still everybody thinks she's like 33 years old and they guess like if i'm if i have rest they guess that i'm 45 when i'm really 50 so i'm like oh, okay i'm i'm doing okay for being a for being a pale male you know what i mean <laughs> Because, you know, all those years in the sun, we do crack, you know, and the whole black don't crack. Well, if they exercise, they got good genetics and they and they uh, eat well. Yeah, it's pretty true. I've met Jamaican guys that were 80. They look like they were 40, for Christ's sake. It depends on the lifestyle, genetics and the lifestyle. And I have seen black crack on certain individuals only because of the lifestyle situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, But I think. The melanin definitely helps. It know? does. It does. And, and the and the mixing too, because I see a lot of mixed people and they look amazing in their seventies and eighties. You're like, damn, how old are you? You know, it, I think it's you just get the best of all the DNA worlds and you throw out the crap. Usually, you throw out the crap. This is so yeah, interesting. you throw out the crap. There's something else I wanted to bring up to you. Years ago, you told me that you felt that the ideal guy for me would be a guy who's essentially a good guy, but is a bit of a jerk. And so could you explain what the hell that really means? (laughs) I believe I said to you, you need a really good guy, but a strong guy, not a wuss. And he needs to have a streak of jerk off running right down the middle of just a thin sliver, like a nice little, like you're on a diet, a little thin sliver of cheesecake, right? Going down, right down the center of them. Nice guys do end up last. I've seen in my lifetime, because I started out as a really nice guy and I saw all the jerk offs getting all the decent girls. And I'm like, fuck this shit. I started comparing myself to like all these like supposedly hot men in the athletic world and Hollywood and the music industry. And I really had a rude awakening, a really good awakening when I went to Latin America and I saw these ugly little brown shits getting all these hot goddesses. I'm just like, damn, you know, they make Italians and black American men look good with the confidence level down there in Venezuela and Colombia. So it's, it's a cultural thing. I was raised extremely Caucasian. And I, I think that kind of hindered my dating opportunities in a way. This is very interesting. I'm going to talk about the local men here that are known as, if I say the local men, what they're known as, people will know where I am. So I'm not going to, okay. I just had to catch myself. Right. You want to keep it mysterious. Keep it mysterious. You're so I'm mysterious, in, Autumn. Yeah, I'm in the, I'm in wow. the tropics. I'm in the tropics. But so yeah, I'm in the tropics. Yeah, tropical girl. That's where you belong. 
<laughs> I feel that I did. And I don't mean that in a racist way. God I know, damn it. No. I know. I didn't take it that way. No, and, I didn't think of it. No, 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 no. It's no, good no, for no. your skin. It's, it's everything. It's good for everything. It's good for everything. Yeah. So, the local men, I have gotten a few numbers and there is a gentleman who is like a driver, like a taxi that I connected with the most because he's very kind. He's been wanting to date me and take me out. And so I recently okay. found out that he's married. And so I said, nah, you know, I'm not really interested in him at all because I'm not physically attracted to him. And then when I found out that he was married and I, I said to him, well, you're married. And he says, well, that doesn't matter. And so there's a stereotype here about the local men that is very common for them, even if they're in committed relationships with women that they've been with, that they have this philandering proclivity. But this type of proclivity is also something that you would find with Caribbean men, like Jamaican men, island men, and not just like Latino men, but just men from many different cultures have this trait. Right. And I don't think you can attribute it to Latino men or Black Caribbean men. I just think it has something to do with the type of male. Biologically, they're wired to desire uh, multiple, I don't know if you want to call it sexual conquest, but you know, I'm seeing that women can also oh. exhibit this trait as well, where they are very much in pursuit of sexual conquest as well. I think that's a universal thing with males, but I think if you're raised properly and you're raised right in my book, mm -hmm. and I, I'm gonna sound really old fashioned here, mm -hmm. you might have a lot of fantasies. I see women every day. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting next to my wife. I see in my restaurant, I see women every day that I think are attractive, of course. But do I act on it? No, you can't because it's just, you know, it's, it's insane. But in Latin America, it's not just, oh, they're genetically different. No, it's, you know, it, I, I have the testosterone of a silverback gorilla. I've been measured. It's insane. Okay. <laughs> so if I can control my shit better than most men, there's, there's something to be said there. It's like, you have to have some kind of self-control, whether you masturbate, whatever the fuck you got to do. But there, it's just to be able to chase every piece of tail that comes down the pike. It's just, I, I just think it's crazy. It could be dangerous. Chasing it, 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 every it, tail. Extremely dangerous, especially when you're married to a Latina. Yeah, and a Latina chef, you know, they might might end up like something like Hannibal Lecter. You're eating your own dick stew one day. And no, no, no. She'll be serving your dick. She'll yeah, be serving, serving my your... dick with like testicle, <laughs> testicle, like little patties, you know, on the yeah, side. Yeah, your balls, your balls will be on the menu at some point. Exactly. You cross the I'd line. I invite her friends over too, you know, to, to we, chew on my no, balls. No, no, no. We'll have we'll have Roberto. Roberto Testis in a delicious soup. <laughs> it was like, nice. it's, a, it's a damn shame what Judy did to his balls, but God damn it, it was delicious. It was fucking delicious. Well, well you got to enjoy them up here in the north when it's cold because they're going to be very creamy, Autumn. Very creamy, those, those testicles. It's going to be nice. a creamy base soup. No, I wanted to have a spice to it. So. Um. Oh, well, that's up to Judy, you know? She can ask Domingo to spice it, but I think Domingo would be out. Thank you so much for joining us, Roberto and Judy. And uh, You're welcome. hopefully to do this again. And we're going to segue into a sketch on Quirk of the Day. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. Check them out at Sasson. Check out Judy and Robert at Sasson's off of 10th and Spring Garden. If you are in the city of Brotherly Love, Philadelphia, check them out. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us. Good morrow, dear world. Henry, there's someone at the door. Please. Henry, there's someone at the door. Yes, yes, as I was saying, 
I am Beatrice Nightingale and I am your etiquette life coach here to teach decorum and polite manners and of course good posture for today Nathaniel Henry Henry would you please get the bloody door please yes for today Nathaniel Bottomstock has taken the liberty to pen me inquiring the best measures for improving one's posture first Thank you, Nathaniel, for relating your query to me. Your penmanship is most impressive. Ex Henry! Henry! Would you please answer the bloody door? Please! Please, for the umpty... Wait a minute. I... The choir! A choir carolers in July? They're singing. Do you... They sound like angels, but this is not the right... Henry! Will you send the carolers, the choirs away? The choir, send them away, please. But flustered. Was it the Lord? It's not the Lord. As you know, I am a firm Protestant supporter of Martin Luther in good standing with the church. I'm not a bloody Catholic. Henry, please take care of the door and let me get on with today's edition. Henry? Was it the Lord? Which Lord? Well, did you by any chance think that I presumed it to be Lord Byron? That Lord? Henry, please answer the door! Henry, your penmanship is most impressive, especially in this present electronic era where beautiful penmanship or pinwomanship has falling into oblivion. There is a quaint charm to your cursive writing. I simply admire the eloquent style in which you dot your I's and cross your T's. <laughs> now, let us remember, polite manners and excellent posture are critical if not vital elements that lead to success. First impressions are most memorable and certainly enduring, practically impossible to eradicate. Always remember to smile cordially and to offer a firm handshake, particularly if you are a gentleman. And I'm presuming, Nathaniel Bottomstalk, that you are a distinguished gentleman. If you are a refined lady, a smile and a curtsy still goes a long way. But remember to wear your most pristine pantalets beneath your bustle and wear less rouge. Unless, of course, you fraternize in Moulin Rouge. This is proper etiquette. Now, back to posture. Remember to breathe in and to slowly exhale. Stand strong with your shoulders back and your chin held high. You should feel confident enough to be amongst the heads of state, even if going before Queen Elizabeth of England. This has been another edition of Ask Beatrice Nightingale. And I will be back next week with more of your inquiries on proper manners and excellent posture as your etiquette life coach. Henry, please! Thank you for getting the door. You 
should be reading I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons, a witty and humorous memoir and brainy essay penned by Autumn Simmons from her early life, pop culture, religion, feminism, race, and relationships. I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons is available via Barnes and Noble and worldwide for ebooks and beyond. Enjoy I Quirky Girl by Autumn Simmons.